Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Monday, April the 10th. And welcome to our commentary. I hope your your Easter weekend uh, was fun and with the family, and you were able to do both. That is, uh, practice your religion and <laughs> practice a little family time uh, as well. When those two things come together, it's always uh, it's always a lot of fun. Later on, uh, you'll be able to catch our podcast uh, with my good friend uh, Bill Cat, the editor of Urgent Agenda. It'll be available on my blog as well as blog talk radio we went through a lot of issues today with bill just want to give you a little heads up we talked a little bit about the international situation and that in my opinion is where the big issues are going to come from you have the situation between taiwan and china you got the russia ukraine thing uh but then there's an economic element to all of this you have brazil and china dumping uh, the U.S. dollar, or at least threatening to do it. But here's another one, too, that was fascinating. President Macron basically went to China and and sort of parted ways with the United States, uh, didn't show a lot of unity with the United States, which I thought was interesting given the fact that, you know, the last time I checked, uh, Macron was uh, under our defense umbrella. And I, I, I just, you know, you, you wonder, you wonder if Macron or Lula in Brazil, Macron in France, uh, would have done that to Trump. I don't think they would have, because I think they would have feared consequences uh, from Trump. I think the, the president of Brazil, Lula, would have gotten a message from Trump saying, if you cut that deal with the Chinese, there will be consequences, and you need me more than you need the Chinese. And I think Macron the same way. So there's a sense that we're not <clears throat> defending American interests around the world. Uh, and, and that is because of the weakness that is being projected by the president of the United States. The world is on fire. And, and that's not an exaggeration. There are some real problems around the world. And again, we're projecting weakness. Uh, what else can I tell you? We're really projecting projecting uh, some weakness. Unfortunately, there was a shooting in Kentucky Monday morning. We're hearing about it at a bank where apparently a former bank employee or someone related to the bank. I'm not exactly sure about all of the all of the connection, but he went into a bank and uh, started shooting or shot somebody. The police did an amazing job in in uh, stopping the the shooter, they apparently killed him. But here's the thing that, that just makes me wonder about people who do this. The young man, and he was 23 years old, who allegedly did this, was live streaming his, uh, his uh, shooting. I mean, he was on live stream. He was uh, broadcasting to the world what he was doing. And it makes you wonder what kind of people we do this. Now, of course, you're going to have the usual, you know, we got to do something about guns. Uh, script that will follow all of this, but I'm not exactly sure how this guy got the gun. I'm not exactly sure what motivated him to do something like this. And again, I'm not sure what gun law would have stopped this. Uh, the only thing I can think of, and this, this is not second guessing on my part, it's just a question I'm asking, 
is was the bank apparently it was a bank uh was the bank uh, guarded uh was there a guard at the bank who could have stopped this uh, that's the only question i have i don't really know much more we'll, we'll know more in subsequent shows but uh, again another terrible absolutely terrible tragedy in uh, in the country where a mass shooting has taken place or at least people have been shot apparently a couple of police officers as well vice president harris went to tennessee uh to show her support for the two legislators who were or the three legislators democrat legislators who were kicked out and it's really a travesty she doesn't visit with the families of the six uh including three children who were killed the two police police officers who were so heroic in in shooting down the 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 killer at the school they have not been invited to the white house but these legislators have been invited to the white house and if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know so that legislators are going to get a hero's reception at the white house but the two police officers who may have saved you know how many kids lives they could have saved we don't know because they were so good in what they did in putting out the shooter but you know who knows how many kids could have been killed without the work of those two police officers they're not being recognized whatsoever they're you know, they're just uh you know i guess they're not which is i think shameful on the part of the administration it really points out everything going on I have a a post uh coming out uh, tomorrow and I had a post over at the American Thinker today talking about this situation but but light that continues to get more and more interesting apparently uh the company was trying to do something to make their product the 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 but light beer more popular with young people so the VP of marketing decided that the way to do it the way to do it was to use a trans person to do this and use this uh man who dresses up as a woman as the spokesperson or at least the face of their new marketing effort. I think it's a huge mistake and they're beginning to realize that because apparently people are really turned off in the country about this and they should be turned off about it. I mean this is crazy. This uh, trans stuff is crazy. Again, my my feelings about people who are trans have always been very consistent i respect it and especially if it's young people you know we got to show some compassion and work with them but that this is way beyond that you know what we now have is a movement that apparently wants to get in your face as we saw with that young swimmer at the university who came in to speak about women's sports and she was attacked uh, by some of these people that's bad that's that's not really people who want to work with you those are people who are trying to stick it in your face and the consequences of that of course are all the problems that we're already having in the country so bad bad deal bad deal for for uh, the country so check out my post over at the American thinker and last but not least we were talking to our friend uh, Bill Katz uh, today about the the Trump indictment a week later and the only thing he was able to tell us is that the indictment itself has turned into a hugely costly expense for the city of New York the city of New York had to go out and hire police officers put people on overtime i mean if you remember the scenes of that courthouse police officers everywhere 
all of that had to be paid by the city of New York. And apparently they're not too happy with it because the money's coming out of their pockets and they're having problems with money in their pockets. The city of New York, like many of these cities, is having economic problems. The other issue, of course, is that here we are a week later and the crime, whatever Trump was accused of, we're still waiting to hear that. We're still waiting for that uh, for that bit of news. So hopefully, hopefully somebody in that district office will finally will finally tell President uh, Trump what exactly what crime did he commit? Because we haven't really heard that one yet. And I thought I thought in this country you had to tell somebody what crime you were being indicted for. That's what I had understood all these years. Well, we're going to leave you today with a little uh, memory on this day in history. John Madden, this is uh, the great John Madden. Uh, I think people like me who were, I guess, uh, old enough to remember him as the Raiders coach back in the late 60s throughout the 70s, he coached uh, the Oakland Raiders to many, many, many championships uh, in one Super Bowl in 1977. I mean championships, I mean divisional championships in the AFC. He did finally win the Super Bowl in 1977. And at some point after that, I don't remember what year, he became uh, the lead color man or the analyst, if you will, on the CBS uh, Sunday afternoon game that later became the Fox afternoon game. And he's been pretty much in our TV screens for almost 30 years doing the, the NFL. And he was the best at analysis, he, he at his own style, he, he was just the best, in my opinion. John Madden, he was the best. He didn't necessarily sound like a journalist, but that's okay. People liked him the way he was. He sounded like a coach, and in many ways, he kind of sounded like a fan. That's, I think, the reason that he connected so well with the fans. Now, between John Madden and Pat Summerall, I don't remember how many championships or Fox or, I mean, Super Bowls they did, but a bunch of them. And they were just a great pair when they were working together for all those years. So we remember John Madden, who was born on this day in 1936 in Minnesota, in Minnesota, and passed away a couple of years ago. You know, it's funny, but I remember mentioning this either in a video or a post uh, a couple of years ago. I happened to be in Mexico City when uh, it was over Christmas 2021, and uh, we were down there visiting family, my wife's family. And I was down there, and that's when he passed away. And I remember talking a great deal about John Madden with many Mexican fans, Ma many of my Mexican friends who were huge fans of John Madden because they get to see the same thing on, on television that uh, we get to see up here. And he was hugely popular down there, John, John Madden. So... Uh, we remember the great John Madden, born on this day, 1936. Don't forget that we have that podcast up on Blog Talk Radio, and we'll have it also on on this blog uh, later today. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later.